Attention, mill spouses, families, and service members. It's now time for another empowering episode of Army Wife Talk Radio, the leading and longest-running podcast of its kind. AWTR is here to engage, educate, and encourage you by sharing dynamic interviews, social media connections, news, and empowering military life information. Here are your AWTR hosts, your Army Wife Network command team. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another exciting episode of Army Wife Talk Radio. This is episode number 943, and I'm your host, Chrissy Gibbs, Army Wife Network's Director of Development. And joining me today is someone new to our team, Angelia McMichael, our Partner Recruitment Specialist. Listeners, I hope you're ready for your weekly lineup of military life empowerment because we have another great show for you today. Beyond our normal resources, we will also listen in as our Director of Content, Kathleen Palmer, takes a moment to interview Ms. Celine Mullen. We are so excited for you to meet Ms. Mullen, who is the Acting Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, and join in as they discuss women's health and different ways the military health system is working to improve women's health care. Before we jump into this week's episode, allow me to introduce you to my co-host. Welcome, Angelia. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for the warm welcome, Chrissy. Hello, everyone. As Chrissy mentioned, my name is Angelia. I have been married to my service member for 14 years. Currently, I'm a stay-at-home mama to four amazing kiddos. I'm so excited to be joining the AWN team as the new partner recruitment specialist and continuing to work toward the empowerment of military spouses across the globe. And we're so happy to have you here. Real quick, where is it that you are calling in from? So currently in Oklahoma. Uh, with family, but we are stationed um, actually at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Yes. So, and you'll be going back there soon, which is awesome to hear that you'll be reuniting with your soldier. What what else is new in your uh, neck of the woods? You did just mention something to me earlier about snow. Yes. We got snow overnight, which is fantastic. I absolutely love it. I'm like, (laughs) if you've ever seen the Gilmore Girls, Lorelai Gilmore. Oh, yes. I'm 100% her. I smell snow. I love it. It's so calming to me. So I'm living my best life this morning. (laughs) That is so awesome. Are you prepared for the holidays? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. There's there's nothing about this upcoming Christmas season. "Hmm, (laughs) I have my life together. Yes, I was just telling a friend here that um, I am super excited because I am in Germany. So there's Christmas markets and I'm like so pumped to go and explore and see those. But I've literally not purchased a single Christmas present. I have and seen so always look nervous. so beautiful. I know. And I mean, the snow would make it just like super on trend for <laughs> you so Christmas market it would be perfect um so I think maybe if we get snow that'd be perfect too but um yeah I'm feeling a little (laughs) I'm feeling a little behind though on everything coming up I'm like um I hope the shipping times aren't that bad I know they are it's it's gonna be it's gonna be New Year's gifts this year I think (laughs) that's fine I feel like everybody right now can use just a little bit extra of that Christmas cheer oh yeah any time of year, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we are so happy that you joined us here at Army Wife Network. Listeners, Army Wife Network is completely powered by volunteers and the generosity of our sponsors. It's an honor to introduce today's show sponsor, First Command. We would like to thank First Command Financial Services for sponsoring today's episode. 
They offer complimentary financial plans for active duty military, E5+. Visit www.firstcommand.com to learn more and find a financial coach near you. Their willingness to partner with us in the mission to empower military families is so very much appreciated. Thank you. Now let's turn our attention to this week's main interview about women's health with Ms. Mullen. I'm really excited to learn more. Let's listen in. Welcome back, Army Wife Talk Radio listeners. I'm Kathleen Palmer, your Director of Content, and I'm excited to be bringing you today's empowering episode. We have the rare opportunity to glimpse into the inner workings of the Military Department of Health. Today, we have the pleasure of chatting with the current Acting Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Ms. Celine Mullen. Her auspicious 30-year career has been in or around military health serving both in the public and the private sector. Notably, Ms. Mullen has also served on the organizing committee for the Olympic Winter Games of 2002. More recently, she has served as a member of the Virginia Medical Reserve Corps during the COVID-19 pandemic. She is a recipient of the Department of Defense Outstanding Public Service Award. And today, we will dive into her insights into women's health and a few other issues in the military health system. Welcome, Ms. Mullen, to Army Wife Talk Radio. Thank you. I'm absolutely delighted to participate today. Well, we're excited. And since your schedule is so busy, we're going to jump right in. So tell us, uh, military spouse listeners, why it's important to differentiate women's health care in the military health system. Well, as, as many of your listeners probably know or probably keeping track of, you know, women are the fastest growing percentage of the force here in the military. It's about 18% and growing. And the women that we are recruiting are even um, more able and more healthy than the their male counterparts. Now, I don't think any of us are surprised about that. No. But uh, <laughs> so, so we have just some more than, and in the larger perspective, you know, 4.7 million DOD beneficiaries are women. So we have both women in the force and women as, as support to our active duty. And we, so, be, so because of that, women's health services are become some of the most top clinical service, you know, delivery lines in our, in our, you know, MHS, in our military health system. And women have unique needs, including, you know, reproductive care and gender-specific care issues because we differentiate amongst our male you know, counterparts for cardiovascular health, mental health, and musculoskeletal injuries. So we've made a real focus, and part of my portfolio and my issue area is, is health equity for our, for our women in service and our women beneficiaries. When I read an article there, an, an interview that you had done where you talked about um, using the results of the RAND study and how that RAND study um, gathered so much information that hadn't been gathered before, and that must have been really helpful in, for you in developing some of these new programs and policies. Yes, that was the first study we've done on women's health in the military in 30 years, and we're going to follow that up with um, with providers, asking them how they treat sort of our, our women in the military, and what do they think about them, what are the issues that they see. So um, that study, which was, you know, as always, it takes forever for anything, that was actually done in 2020. <laughs> Finally, finally got this sort of the okay and the scrubbing of the data and out there in 2022. But that absolutely helped us um, look at what are the gaps that we have, particularly because it was on reproductive care. And so what did that mean and what did we learn? Do you want me to sort of talk about what that helped us make decisions on? Absolutely. You're, you're rolling right into question three there about all the new different things or the things that you have that to tell that maybe we don't know our, our decisions have been made. Yep. 
Okay. Even though this is the Army's Life Network, I have to give a shout out to the Navy, which started and piloted <laughs> piloted um, walk-in clinics for women and reproductive care in the contraception area. Uh, we found out through the RAND study, reiterated how few, you know, a lack of knowledge about all of the options that we have on reproductive care and your contraceptive care. And that is very critical because you either want to plan your family or plan your deployment. So um, we discovered these walk-in clinics are great. Now we're expanding them across all of our major MTFs and our smaller ones that actually have uh, people there. So hopefully you'll walk in and by January of next year, you'll be able to hopefully see a signage about that, what hours they're available, what days of the week, and maybe even a QR code where you can snap in and go and say, okay, I need to go have a conversation. So that was one of them. Another one is we wanted to lower the barriers to actually contraceptive. So um, we're gonna have, we're reducing our co-pays for contraceptive procedures. Say you decided you want either an IUD or um, you know a long-acting contraceptive care. There's usually a copay associated with that downtown, and so we're re we're removing that copay to make it that much easier. So um, those are the big things that we're doing on contraceptive right now. And we're trying to, so now that I have a shout out, is we have a couple of mobile apps designed especially for women. One is it's called Deployment Readiness Education for Service Women. And this does common questions about deployment and contraception and how you can manage that when you're, over, when you're overseas or CONUS or elsewhere. And then another one is Decide and Be Ready, which walks you through you or your partner or with your partner, your contraceptive choices. So, you know, there's that. And then once you have your children, things that we've also discovered that people like are doulas and lactation consultants. So we're doing some pilot programs in that area. So how so how um, can our listeners get access to those apps? Are they are they on your website or can they just search in the app store or wh or where can they get the apps to download? Yeah, I was as soon as she was saying that I'm seeing, I'm assuming I know it's part of our government one, but but oh, you have just given me a nice issue. We have uh, put up put up a focused area in both military, both on military, you know, health.com and tricare.com. Our uh, gov, sorry, .govs, .gov, sorry. Um, <laughs> our .govs, um, women's health pages. So you should be able to search in there and find that. And if you can't, I guarantee you, everybody else on this phone call is going to be writing this down. But, um, <laughs> but yes, so we have a women's reproductive, you know, health area. You can ask questions of anything from, you know, contraceptive care to having children, you know, post having children and getting those apps. And we have a huge Q&A section now that we've put up on reproductive health. Because uh, there's been a lot of questions since we rolled out, um, you know, the policy that the Secretary of Defense announced um, uh, on October um, 20th. So... Um, We've yeah, been doing there's that. A lot. This is an exciting time because there is so much that is, you know, like I think about when we came into the military in, oh my gosh, like 19, you know, oh my, my husband came in at 87. So it's been a while, all these things coming. I did read something that, okay, sorry, I, I might've missed this when you were explaining, but 18 military clinics had contraceptive clinics. Is that, is that the number or is that like now, is it going to be in every every MTF. Yeah, currently have it now, they're rolling it out and the website right. will be updating when they come online. Cause okay. you got to get the right staffing. You got to make sure your people are educated. You know, and some people have to learn, you know, they now, you know, people need to learn a lot of family practitioners know how to properly insert an IUD, but a lot, you know, don't. So we got to make sure that that, that is happening too. So it's both education training of the staff and then rolling that out to, to the larger, uh, to the MTFs and clinics. 
That's great. Wow. Well, the, the next question I have is how is women's health discussed at the policy level? But I, I think it's getting a lot of attention at the policy level. <laughs> yes, it is. So we've had ongoing and actually I was I had the opportunity to um, speak uh, to the Canadian uh, Veterans and uh, Military Research Consortium um, in um, mid-October. And they wanted me to particularly speak about, um, you know, health care delivery to women because they had recently been a focus on their government, too. Like, what are we doing for our service? men and women. So, you know, the women in the, in this area where we, so we told them that what we're doing is that we have a women in service working group that answers directly to senior leaders. And this looks at, you know, they have expertise in healthcare and in personnel administration. Um, they have represented from each of the services and DOD and it's formed or just key issues facing women health in the armed forces. So that's one area that's done. So they said that they want to model that. And another one that we have is the Military Women's Health Research Consortium, which develops and guides best practices for clinical care. So these are our providers who are looking at the, you know, the basic clinical and translational research that are particularly relevant to this in the key areas of women's health. So those are our two big groups um, that we have that sounds like Canada's keep an eye on and may want to replicate. <laughs> well, good for Canada. They need to look to us, right? Um, yeah. but I think that um, it, it sounds like that you got you have everything covered from like the grassroots level to up to the policy level. So, that, I mean, it makes me happy as a woman. And I think a lot of our listeners to know yeah. and our female, you know, just and the soldiers to know that they are covered on so many grounds. Um, many male spouses have their own stories about navigating women's health throughout the military system. And it's a huge topic yeah. of conversation in our world and in our community. So you've given us a lot to think about. Um, and we're going to take a quick pause. Uh, we have to get a quick break from our sponsors and then we're going to hear more from Ms. Mullen about mental health and the current posture about the new bivalent COVID-19 vaccine. We're going to go ahead and go to those sponsors. This podcast episode was brought to you by our AWTR show sponsor, First Command Financial Services, whose mission is to help our nation's military families build a future worthy of their service. First Command provides ongoing financial coaching that evolves over the course of your military life and career. And with 170 locations worldwide, you'll find a First Command office near most major military installations. Visit www.firstcommand.com today and and find a First Command financial coach near you. Engage, educate, encourage, empower, advertise. AWN has many opportunities for promotion of your brand, service, or product, including web creatives, blog posts, social media promotions, podcast audio commercials, Facebook Lives, and so much more. Email empower at armywifenetwork.com to get started. We sincerely thank you for your support to empower military spouses, families, and their service members around the globe. Welcome back, listeners. We're continuing our conversation with Miss Celine Mullen. And I like to just kind of jump right back in. And I hate doing this because we went from women's health. And now I think, which is probably the most pressing issue that I can think of is that's the mental health needs of yeah. military beneficiaries. So what I'll let you take the mic on that. Okay. But let me, let me first say that we recognize that the, the, 
the mental health needs in the military are absolutely mirroring the population of the United States, and I would even say other other countries as well. Um, you know, a lot of this had to do with sort of you know the two year lockdown and people coming out of that, and what that's done to both to our military and to our children. It's been a it's been a high need area, and in fact, the the highest need area we're hearing from our military beneficiaries is for their children is the access to care for their for the youngest for our youngest little taught you know our youngest children so here's what we're doing i have a list of things that we're doing and a list of resources and i'll do that but i want to preface this to say that as much as we're doing there is a shortage of military health care, military health personnel across the United States. Um, last week, um, Lieutenant General Place, who runs the Defense Health Agency, and, um, the, and the military components, the Army, Navy, and Sur Surgeon General representatives, were all at an American Hospital Association briefing talking about mental health. And the American Hospital Association, they're discussing burnout among their providers, um, burnout amongst the staff, and, um, and the increased um you know anger and um and stepping in issues needed with between patients and providers everyone is seems highly stressed so translate that across our military and it's exactly what we're seeing we're seeing as well so as you know it's we have ways that the active duty can pretty much meet their immediate needs you know obviously if you present and it's acute crisis we will absolutely walk you down the er and you'll be and you'll be treated immediately and then we do meet our you know our active duty military standards for getting treatment for our active duty military men and women the harder part is for our beneficiaries both our spouses and our children and yes for the, it's a 28 day, you know, mark, gee, it's 28 days you need to get into. And most of them are meeting it, you know, well within that, sometimes even by within two weeks. But two weeks or 28 days can seem like an awful long time. And that, and that is hard for us. And we're trying to hire people above the rates that we're allowed to. We're allowed to try and do bonuses. There's just simply enough are not enough providers in the US. So it's a problem of growing those providers, training those providers, and getting access to those providers. And uh, so I just wanna just say that up front. Other than that, we have a lot of resource for, resources for every, everyone. We do have a psychological health center of excellence. And this uh, PHCOE collaborates both across the Department of Defense and the Department of VA to provide leadership and expertise on policy and improvements in psychological health outcomes. Um, we have a psychological health resource center, you know, 24 hours, you know, seven days a week helpline. Uh, which provides customized resources and links to, you know, the community health care resources in the local area. You know, we have embedded, you know, health care providers at our mm -hmm. MTFs and with our troops. Um, we have um, in transition program, which is a free confidential specialized coaching and assistance with the military crisis line and the 988 national suicide and crisis lifeline for everyone. And then we have our you know suicide prevention and education information campaigns. And um, and the one way we've really tried to reach people, and it can be a little harder for, for folks, is, is the telehealth. Um, this has been the one way we've really been trying to address provider shortage and ease access to mental health care. So those are the ways we're trying to reach people. And I want to know that this is front of mind for everybody. I seem to not go to a meeting anywhere without this becoming a question, a leadership question across the department. Absolutely. I was just at the American Defense Community's uh, Symposium in Phoenix uh, the past yeah. week. 
And we talked a lot about it there too. And I will say from a, um, you know, just from a grassroots boots on the ground standpoint, um, the telehealth is actually filling a huge gap. Um, like for example, mm. like when you PCS with it, with a child with mental health needs, having that same telehealth, be able to have, yeah. them have the same provider has been a huge thing. So I think that's something that um, is definitely stopping the gap a little bit. And I think that's a good thing. So hopefully we can get more yeah. people in the field. Yes, that would be great. And that, and that is absolutely, that is absolutely true. The problem that we sometimes have is, um, especially for pediatric ones, if they don't specialize in it, you know, people are having to, you know, go out into the community and they may not take TRICARE coverage. So we're aware of that and we're trying, you know, we're, we're trying to convince as many people to, you know, um, join our network and become a TRICARE provider. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I think that um, I, I, I think that is the key right there is getting enough enough people to provide. And I, and I think you're doing yes. a great job addressing all the needs. So hopefully we get more people that want to be, you know, counselors and, and take care of our, our mental health needs as a country. So, yep, definitely. Yeah. Well, we are going to slide in from mental health care because there's so much to cover. And now we're going to go into the new uh, bivalent, the COVID-19 vaccine. And it'd be a great opportunity to tell our listeners what we need to know about that. Okay, well, we're doing the, the double booster here. So we'd like everybody to both get the flu and the um, COVID-19 latest booster. Um, it's a bit, okay, both are available at all military hospitals and clinics. And I don't know if you if you guys have talked about this yet or not, but they're, they are really forecasting a winter surge in our, in, in the flu. And then obviously, you know, the way COVID does, that's always been more of a, you know, obviously it always uptakes in the winter when we're all indoors and little bit more crowded. So we're really hoping that um, everybody is taking access to both. And you can get them both at the same time. I got one in each arm, but you don't have to um, <laughs> get them both at the same arm. I had no um, after effects. Now, I don't know whether that's just because I'm just too darn old and my body doesn't respond anymore or, or not. But, we, but um, we're not seeing um, for those who are getting boosted doing that. But um, that bivalent is something that we should all be getting ready for this fall. And um, I don't, this is something that's, that we didn't say even discuss about, but I, I didn't know um, if you've been hearing about the, the RSV that's been circulating, particularly in the Northeast, this respiratory virus. Yes, so, it, um, is, it is a concern among a lot of military spouses, especially those who have kids in daycare or CDC. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We've seen local daycare centers. There's a big surge in Maryland. Now, we've been able to sort of stay on top of it, but we want to let you know that our, our you know, our, our, our tricare.mil and our health.mil mill web pages both have information crossing over on RSVs, how to spot and what to do. And unfortunately, like all viruses right now, it's it's you know treating it symptomatically, but we did want to know that it's that it is something that's on our radar screen as well. I'm sure, yeah, I, I know that's a big thing within in the spouse community is, is and yeah. I, you know, I don't have young kids anymore, but I do hear, hear them talk about it. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back to the, the bivalent. Does that mean that, I know I'm trying to break down the word, but that means it has a strain of the original and then also the Omicron. The exactly. The more predominant BA4 and BA5 um, strains that are going around. Now, the good news is, of course, as you know, it's, you know, hospitalizations are at the lowest level, deaths are at the lowest level, illnesses at the lowest level in the, mil in the MHS. Um, but just the same, we're always a little nervous as we come up on, on the fall and the winter because that's when we do move indoors and start celebrating um you know the holidays that are upcoming so um we'd like to see everybody get vaccinated that can get vaccinated 
Oh, that sounds great. And our listeners, they, if they're military related, they can do the they can do the vaccine on the, on any military facility. Is that yep. correct? Yep. Okay, that is absolutely correct. Get them both. All right. Well, um, so besides the what you gave us a lot of information about apps, and I'm going to get all that in the notes um, for when we actually produce the show. But is there any other information or anything else that you'd like to tell an audience of military spouses? What, anything else before we we close out? You know, I, I mean, I know that you probably, your your group is supposed to, you know, it welcomes men as well. Of course, I understand that, but I know this is predominantly uh, women who follow this. And you know, I am I am only the acting assistant secretary of defense, and I am I am waiting for um, a Dr. Lester Martinez Lopez, who will hopefully it's you know get confirmed at some point in time. But I guarantee you, I'm keeping the women's portfolio. Um, this is something <laughs> I would like to do. It's incredibly important to me, and um, not only that but i have two young women i am raising who are in college and um i would like them to think that their mom is an advocate for all women well i we we appreciate that we do have a we have a lot of men on our staff actually and we do have we have quite a few listeners um but i think it's great and i'm happy to know that you're still going to be fighting for us in 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 the corner of women's health rights but um our primary mission here at awn is empowerment and that's what we like to do so we always want to hear what empowerment means to our our guests so if you could finish the sentence for me um empowerment is blank empowerment is autonomy um i think we are each capable fully realized human beings who knows what's best for ourselves and um best decisions for ourselves and for our families and i believe we sh- we should be allowed as as often and as frequently as possible to express that autonomy um we we are we are people who are smart. Um, we are we know what we we would like to do, and we know what's right to do. So I think that autonomy to do those actions is what empowerment means to me. I've never gotten that answer, and I have to say that was phenomenal. Autonomy is so important; it really is. It, it, you know, to make your own decisions and be in charge of those decisions. There's nothing like that. So thank you so much, Miss Mullen. It's been a valuable glimpse into the status of women's health, mental health, and all the other issues that we discussed. And I can't thank you enough for joining us today and for your career of service to the military community. So thank you so much. Thank you, and I'd be delighted to come back at any time and it, at any time that your listeners would like to hear again. So thank well, we- you. We would love to have you back, and we'll have all sorts of new questions for you at that time. Okay. You can find the latest. Absolutely. You can find the latest military health information online at health.mil or on social media at military health. Don't worry. As always, we're going to have all the links in the show notes, including those to the apps that Ms. Mullen mentioned. So now let's hand it back to our hosts in the metaphorical studio to hear their insights on today's conversation. Thank you, Ms. Celine Mullen, Acting Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, for sharing empowering resources about women's health with us this week. If you would like to learn more, you can reach out on social media using the handle at Military Health. And remember, all of the show notes are available on armywifenetwork.com. There's a lot to unpack in this interview. Chrissy, what stood out to you the most? Oh my gosh, this interview was so amazing. Let's just talk about the fact that, I mean, I feel like women's health is super prominent right now in the the climate and atmosphere of the U.S. And so it's really important that they are addressing it. And I love that they're like, Ms. Mullen is really pushing for us to get better health care. I love that so much. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's it's such an important piece, Um, you know, being in, I think, a primarily male profession. Right. 
that they have those resources and that they're looking for more ways to be able to help, you know, women who have very, very specific health issues and um, trying to create those programs and stuff. So I'm, I'm so excited about that. Me too. I definitely went to, um, well, I didn't find them on social media. I did find them on health.mil because I kind of just did like a Google quick thing, but um, it was super easy to like find, okay, women's health on that website. And then they have like little clickable buttons for the def- the different like women's health sections, you know, like the the coverage you get from TRICARE, mental health services, contraceptive care, you know, like they have all of it broken down. So you, you could just kind of click through and say, oh yeah, I need that. What do yeah. they offer me? And I love that. And, and I just love that they offer more now, you know, like it's not just like, well, we wish we could do this. It's they're really pushing to actually give us what we really do need. Yeah. And I think that that's so important, you know, um, being in the military life and things like that is, you know, not just having the people sitting around talking like, oh, this would be a great idea. They're actually putting like right. their words to use and creating all of these amazing things. And I think that that's just phenomenal. Yes. It's so good. I was going through, um, so I'm literally on the website right now, just kind of clicking <laughs> through because I figure I figured why not. But, um, so I click on, you know, like contraceptive care and it shows you exactly, you know, is there a copayment? Does it require a prescription? Um, can you get this essentially? And most yeah. of it says, yes, like it's available. And I just love, I love the green lights, you know, like, yes, absolutely. And go. Contraceptive care for some people can be like such a stressful thing, mm-hmm. you know, if they don't have insurance or, you know, they're not sure what their bodies will handle or, you know, all of these other things. Yes. Um, I think that it's fantastic that there's a specific place that everybody can go to and see what's covered and where you can get it and all of that. Great. I know. I was so happy to hear this, this interview. And I'm so happy that Miss Mullen is going to continue pushing for that information to get put through. Yes. And I'm, I'm so happy that they're putting mental health first Yes, and really taking an interest in that. I think that there's such a stigma behind mental health. And I am so glad when I hear people like trying to break down those walls and those barriers and really make access to help and things like that so much easier and, you know, out there and normal. I I think that's, yeah. relieving that stigma of like, nobody else experiences this. This is only you, you know, like you don't have to feel that way at all. There's so many, and it just makes it easier. And there's so much stress and just new experiences and things. I feel that not only military spouses, but you look at all of these new and exciting opportunities for the women in military right now. Yes. That a lot of that can be so overwhelming. And because of the stigma, nobody wants to reach out and be like, Hey, I need a little help or, you know, let's have these conversations weak or anything. Yes. They don't want to have that, but you know what? No one is weak. We all struggle through our own different things. And it's important to reach out. That's actually a sign of strength. Yes, absolutely not. Like, like I said, I am so, so glad that she's opening up this conversation. I love that so much. Me too. Listeners, 
It wouldn't be a full Army Wife Talk radio episode without us sharing our weekly resources. First, we will hear from our empowerment team, and then we'll get some current news from our News 6 correspondent, Emma Tai. Welcome to 60 Seconds of Serenity with Jawanda Bryant. Your encouragement for today reads, live intentionally, love unconditionally, let your light shine, heal what hurts, be kind to yourself and one to another. I love this quote because it sums up the monthly words of encouragement for 2022. Do not let life pass you by, but live in the moment. We cannot go back in time, so cherish the memories. Plan a vacation and do something new. You cannot live without love. Be the light by showing others the way and making a positive impact in their communities so we can change the world. Take the time to heal. I heard it like this. You are not effective when you are bleeding on others, so heal your brokenness. Be kind to yourself by administering self-care. Splurge on yourself once in a while. Fill someone's bucket by being kind to them. Here is my virtual hug to you that life is what you make it. This has been 60 Seconds of Serenity with Jawanda Bryant, military veteran and author of Danny the Deployer miniseries and journal, The Three Most Important Words to Live By, Be, No, Do. No news is typically good news in this military life, except on Army Life Talk Radio. Here is our AWN News 6 correspondent with this week's top stories. Thanks, Chrissy and Angelia. Howdy, y'all, and buckle up for this week's News 6 update. Move over, Amazon. Drones could soon deliver more than just packages. A new Army undertaking called Project Crimson is being tested in the deserts of Fort Irwin, California, as medical supply drones are busy practicing blood deliveries to wounded warriors and their combat medics. Project Crimson is a project to take a common unmanned air system and adapt it to support a medical mission, said Nathan Fisher, Medical Robotics and Autonomous Systems Division Chief at the U.S. Army's Telemedicine and Advanced Technology Research Center. He told Army.com that this drone supports medical field care when casualty evacuation isn't an option. It can keep whole blood and other crucial items refrigerated in the autonomous portable refrigeration unit and take it to medics in the field with wounded warriors. He explained that these drones launch vertically and do not need a runway, giving them a huge advantage in a combat scenario as they can deliver blood while the injured wait to be medevaced. These drones are only some of the cutting-edge technology being tested at the National Training Center. Two systems called MedHub and Battlefield Assisted Trauma Distributed Observation Kit, or BATDOC, are being used to provide hands-free documentation of the patient and relay to awaiting medical staff the patient's status using sensors. While the thought of drones delivering my 2 a.m. impulse purchases still makes me weary, it is always great to see technology being used to save lives and strengthen our military. Learn more at army.mil. Midshipman football uniform for Army-Navy is out of this world. The Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland, recently released their design for this year's football uniform ahead of the much-anticipated annual Army-Navy showdown against West Point. And let's just say they blew it out of the water, maybe even this atmosphere. 
The Academy chose NASA-themed uniforms to wear as they attempt to defend their coveted Army-Navy trophy. The Navy has provided more astronauts than any other branch of the military, boasting 54 in all. This includes Alan Shepard himself, the first American in space. He graduated from the Academy in 1944 and went on to be a naval test pilot before answering NASA's call. The helmet proudly bears a painting of Bruce McCandles II, his first untethered spacewalk with Earth in the background. McCandles was the first man to ever do so in 1987, and he is also a graduate of the Naval Academy. The uniform itself is designed to look like a spacewalk uniform, while the pants bear the design of one of the earliest space pins given to astronauts by NASA when they returned to Earth. Catch the game on December 10th at 3 p.m. in Philadelphia, or catch it live on ESPN or your favorite sports network. While I, of course, am always Team Beat Navy, these uniforms are in a whole other atmosphere. Nurse who delivered baby on C-17 receives prestigious award. Captain Leslie Green and other crewmen of the C-17 transport jet will receive the Distinguished Flying Cross. They are being awarded not only for successfully carrying 456 Afghan refugees out of the country successfully, but also for landing with 457. On August 21st, while hurriedly transporting the refugees, Army Nurse Green was made aware that a woman had locked herself in the plane laboratory and was in distress. Green found the woman in the middle of preterm labor. The pilot of the vessel, Captain Dennis Connor, was also made aware of the situation and decided that they needed to land as quickly and as safely as possible. The baby beat his arrival by a mere 800 feet and the plane landed gently on the ground moments later. Captain Green was of course not on the plane to deliver babies, but was there to oversee basic first aid for problems such as dehydration during the flight. This baby delivery was her first ever, and while a little small, the baby girl came out crying and healthy. The world witnessed history during the airlift, born on the shoulders of mobility heroes, AMC Commander General Mike Minahan wrote in a statement last month. This recognition is long overdue for what our heroes did during this historic 17 days. A bunch to serve congratulations to Captain Green and her team. Way to keep yourself grounded thousands of feet in the air. Today in history. On November 28, 1520, Ferdinand Magellan and his crew crossed the Pacific Ocean, the first people to do so. They crossed from the Atlantic by a strait that would later bear his name, eventually landing in Guam. The ocean was so calm for Magellan and his crew that they called it the Pacific Ocean, from the Latin word for peace. The peace would not last long for Magellan, who would soon be killed by natives on the island in April of 1521. But his sailors would finish his mission of circumnavigating the globe. So all's well that ends well, I guess. That's all for me. This is Emma Tai for New Six, signing out. In normal military fashion, no news is good news, except when it comes to our Army Wife Network, News 6 Correspondent. Thank you, Emma, for always keeping us up to date in this military life journey. Now let's take a quick 60-second commercial break and join back in a few moments. 2022 marks AWTR's 17th year on the air. AWTR is the leading and longest-running podcast of its kind and has over 850 episodes in the archives. Subscribe to this podcast on our website, armywifenetwork.com, or on the podcast app of your choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Pandora. Engage, educate, encourage. AWTR is your source for military life empowerment. 
As we get ready to wrap up, we invite you to join us each Thursday for our Mill Spouse Empowerment Moment. Each MEM is a shorter version of our podcast and features a different member of our team each week, discussing a wide range of empowering Mill Spouse-related topics. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss our next full-length episode when we chat with Dr. Brian Earthman about a new treatment for depression, anxiety, and PTSD. It's DTMS. I am super intrigued to hear what he has to share. Thank you again to today's sponsor, First Command Financial Services. With four out of five financial coaches coming from the ranks of military spouses or veterans, they're uniquely qualified to help you pursue financial security. Visit www.firstcommand.com to learn more and find a financial coach near you. Our sponsors help us to do what we love, like empower military spouses each week. If you or someone you know has a product or service to share with our listeners and would like to join us on our mission to empower military families, let's chat. Please email empower at armywifenetwork.com. And finally, if you want to connect with us here at Army Wife Network beyond the podcast, subscribe to our newsletter, The Sit Rep. In our Sit Rep newsletter, we showcase our top blog posts, upcoming Army Wife Talk radio information, exclusive printables, giveaways, sponsor information, and more. Our Sit Rep will arrive in your inbox twice per month. To sign up, visit armywifenetwork.com and enter your email in the right sidebar under The Sit Rep. Listeners, no matter where you are on your mill spouse journey, new or seasoned, active, guard, retired, or prior service, we're here for you. We thank you for your continued support and interaction while we engage, educate, and encourage. Army Wife Talk Radio is your source for military life empowerment. This is your Army Wife Network Command Team signing out. Thank you for tuning in to Army Wife Talk Radio. The views and opinions expressed in our show are personal. AWTR is in no way affiliated with the Department of Defense or any other branch of the armed services. Inclusion in our show does not reflect endorsement by the DOD, any local government, or their agencies. Until the next episode, head over to armywifenetwork.com to connect with all of our engaging resources. Engage, educate, encourage. AWN is your source for military life empowerment.